Welcome back to Adley Maestro, guys, the athlete development podcast that helps young athletes break their mental and physical limitations in sports so they can achieve high performance. I'm your host, Tola Oglemi, and this is episode 427. Extra training sessions always pay off. You must love training and believe in your convictions. She's the first woman to win the Ballon d'Or Award in female football. She's one of the most decorated female football players on the planet. Today on the show, Norwegian superstar Hada Hegeberg. When you grow up with a talent to play your sports, it's usually not surprising when you make it to the highest level. It's more surprising when the talent does not produce any results. Luckily, that wasn't the case with Ada Hegerberg. Right from a young age, a talent was on full display. What she needed was proper guidance along this path. She always played football alongside her elder sister, which provided her with the support she needed. At the age of 17, she made the bold decision to move to Germany to further her career. You see, at the time, not many female footballers or not many Scandinavian ladies were taking risks in their football career. After all, female football was still growing and it was not as profitable for the players as it currently is today. Obviously, it's, it's not even that popular and it's not that profitable because, you know, they're still setting fights for equality and all of that. Even before then, she had been part of the Norway Under-19 team at the 2011 UEFA Women's Under-19 Championships. A year later, she was part of the Under-20 setup at the FIFA Under-20 Women's World Cup. Her move to Germany lasted a year, but not because she was disappointing, because she had scored 14 goals in 33 games, but because she had made a mark to catch the attention of one of the most successful female clubs, Olympic Lyonnais. That club came for a signature, and of course, it was a big move in her career. It was a move that would put her on the world stage. In her first season in France, she scored 26 goals in 22 games, helping the team to their ninth consecutive league title. The following year, it was 33 goals in 21 games. That same season, she helped the team to the Women's Champions League title. So I was, everyone knows the male uh, UEFA Champions League and, you know, grabs so much attention. But there's a female version of it as well. Her performances for club and country did not go unnoticed as in 2018, when French magazine decided to create the female Ballon d'Or title, she was the first recipient of the award. Now, of course, everyone knows Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. They've won the male Ballon d'Or, I think, five times each or six, five, whichever one is it, but they won it multiple times. But recently, that one was created for the females, and Ada Hegeberg was the first to receive that award. In 2019, she again led Lyon to the Women's Champions League title as she scored a hat-trick in the final in just 16 minutes. At the age of 24, she is the women's all-time Champions League goal scorer with 53 goals in 50 appearances. Perhaps the question you might be asking is why then didn't we see her at the 2019 Women's World Cup? Well, it was because she was fighting for a cause, equal pay for women or at least equal attention to the women's football just like the men are getting. And because the Norwegian FA wasn't prepared to do that, she decided to sit out the women's World Cup. So it's just like Cristiano Ronaldo sitting out the 2018 World Cup that took place in Russia or Messi sitting it out or Kylian Mbappe sitting out. That's how massive it was. And of course, it was a talk of the entire tournament. But she believed in what she was fighting for and she decided to sit out that tournament. Today, she's your mentor, guys. And the three lessons that I want you to learn from Ada Hegerberg. And the first one, guys, is extra training sessions always pay off. Extra training sessions always pay off. Now, this always reminded me 
or it reminds me of so many of the great footballers uh, that you see, especially in the men's game. So, you know, you're talking, just like I said, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi. Uh, and if, uh, as much as you go back to the Ronaldinho's of this world and people, and there's so many examples that I've given. When we looked at David Beckham, one of the examples that I gave was that after every single training session, David Beckham always ensured, or at least he tried to ensure that he made 100 free kicks, scored 100 free kicks because he could leave the training ground. Now, we've seen with Steph Curry as well in basketball, who would ensure that he made five consecutive swish three-pointers before he left the court. Now, of course, a swish three-pointer is when it doesn't touch either side of the rim or the board. You know, it literally just swishes into the net. So, he must make five consecutive. So, if he has made four and the last one hit the rim, even though he made the shot, it's going to start all over again. I gave you that example as well of Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, when he moved to Manchester United, and of course, extra training sessions he would always get. When everybody had gone home and everyone was done with what they were paying attention to, this is a guy who would take extra training sessions just to improve, just to acclimatize. We saw the same thing with Ronaldinho when he was asked that, hey, look, what's the difference between Brazilian players and their English counterparts? Why are the English players not making a mark as they should? And the guy was like, look, as a youth, I trained 40 hours every single week but if you see the average english player they train 10 hours every single week that is where you have the difference between what we are doing and of course you see that same example with ada egerberg because this is a lady who when she was growing up and of course she was interviewed and asked questions about a development i said look every time with my family especially with my dad we always had extra training sessions and what were we doing in those extra training sessions we're working on the fundamentals we're working on the fundamentals of course she herself says my success comes from hours of repetition you see you cannot have repetition the way that you want if you're not putting in extra hours now of course in the confined space of your club or of your team you know there are regimented hours so you have morning session from this time to this time you have afternoon session from this time to this and probably there's no evening session you know then there are some days that you're going to take off and they're going to give you things this also reminds me of the example that Elon Musk said. Elon Musk is this guy who started Tesla, SpaceX. You know, he was previously with PayPal and things like that. And he's a billionaire in the world. And one of the things that he said about his work ethic and the number of hours that he puts in, he said, let's use an example. If it's going to take someone a thousand hours to do things or to achieve a particular feat, if I'm working 100 hours every single week to achieve that feat, if the other person is working 60 hours every single week by sheer mathematics, I'm going to get to that goal before them because if I'm working 100 hours every week, so all I need is 10 weeks to hit that 1,000 hours which that goal requires. But if you're doing 60 hours, by definition, just by pure logic, I'm going to reach that goal before you. It's the same thing, guys, with the extra training session. So I see a lot of one guys, you know, when the team training session is done, everyone packs up and goes home. There's nothing extra. If you're not called in for extra training, uh, you don't do anything. If the coach doesn't give you an assignment, you know, say, okay, look, I want you to work on your jab or I want you to work on your throws or I want you to work on your free kicks. Or, I want you to work on a particular aspect of the game. You're not going to put in any extra hours when you get home. You're not even concerned as it relates to any extra hours whatsoever. You see, Ada Hegerberg is a perfect example that if you're going to get to the top, if you're going to get to the pinnacle of your sport, you need to put in those extra hours. There is nobody, there is absolutely nobody who is at the pinnacle. Now, of course, if you want to be average, that's fine uh, because it's okay. The success level or the success that everyone wants to achieve is different. But you see, if you want to get to that pinnacle, if you want to get to that top, then you need extra hours of training. I showed you the video. I put it on my Instagram one time uh, when I think it was after two seasons ago when LeBron James had just lost the final to the Golden State Warriors. This is a guy who was supposed to be on holiday, you know, just enjoying time with his family. Guess what? He was in the gym 
already preparing for the next season so extra training sessions guys they always peel that's the first lesson that i want you to learn from ada egerberg and the second lesson guys is you must love training the second lesson is you must love training you see it follows through logic from the first lesson that you know if you're going to partake in extra sessions if you're going to do things extra if you're going to go the extra mile just like i say the extra mile is usually not crowded if you're going to do that then at some point you must love training even if you don't love the training you must see the importance of the training as the famous quote from muhammad ali says you know that i hated every single minute of training but i knew that if i continued one day i was going to be world champion so yes he didn't like the training but he understood the importance of that training and this is something that ada hegerberg also understood the importance of she knew that look if i'm going to be the best if i'm going to enjoy any sort of success whatsoever then i need to ensure that i am training so i understand what training is and i continue to give it and even on this point she says i have always been serious i was really passionate and i did things with quality i learned that from my family so i've been bloody serious from day one so in terms of her career in terms of what she has achieved because everyone just saw that you know this is a lady who just came out of nowhere no she's 24 years old yes but she burst onto the scene at the age of 15 that is nine years ago at the age of 15 she had already burst onto the scene i said look i took this thing serious from day one guys you have to love your train or at least in the minimum understand the importance of that training so it's not just you going through the paces it's not just you doing it because someone says you should do it it's you understanding what you are doing and of course in all of these extra training sessions that ada hegerberg participated in what was she working on she was working on the basics when she talks about the trainings with her father and what they used to do when they got home and all of those things it was usually the basics so first touch control you know the things that are unimportant i remember when i was in secondary school and you know it was always very difficult for me to go through the beginning phase i won't say for me alone because you know it was all of us then but for lack of understanding of course my coach at the time didn't make me understand that you know all we wanted to do was to play you know so when we're going through the stretches when we're doing little ball control drills so they throw the ball you hit the ball they throw the ball you jab the ball they throw the ball you control it with your thigh and things like that when they used to do that everyone used to get upset because all we wanted to do was look pick a side and let's play let's work on formation and things like that but you see those basics because they didn't make us understand the importance of it and saying look these basics are the things that eventually are going to set you apart as an outstanding player in your sport if they had explained that way then maybe we would have taken it more seriously but we never did because we did not even want to know anything as related to those preliminaries all we wanted to do was to play you see so ada hegerberg always worked on the basics she says working on the basics again and again and again that is what i did with my father so it's important guys that you understand the importance of the training so that you can love it if you're going to do extra training there's no way you're going to do that if you don't love the training or if you don't understand the training second lesson guys from ada hegerberg is that you must love training you must love training that is the only way that you're going to get better it's just like a painter who doesn't love painting it's just like a writer who doesn't like writing it's just like a bodybuilder who doesn't like going to the gym if you're going to be outstanding in your sport you must love that training aspect second lesson from ada hegerberg final lesson guys is believe in your convictions believe in your convictions you'd have heard in the intro that she missed the 2019 female world cup and everyone would have thought that you know maybe she had an injury maybe she had a medical condition maybe um she was banned or maybe she tested positive for drugs or things like that no it wasn't any of that 
You see, this is a lady who has been fighting for equal rights in football between the men's and the female game. Now, of course, I personally have my reservations about certain aspects of that fight, most especially as it relates to the attention. You see, FIFA, which is the governing body, can only do things a certain way. They can only do things as it relates to how that sport is perceived. So clearly, the men's game is bigger than the female game. But all of those are topics for another day. You see, the reason why Ada Hegerberg missed the 2019 Female World Cup was because she was fighting the Norwegian FA and said, look, we need equal rights in football between the men and the female. We see the attention that the male Norway team gets. It's not even close to the attention that the female Norwegian team gets. And of course, we are kind of more successful than they are. So because they weren't willing to change that at the time, she said, look, I'm not going to go to the World Cup. You see, she believed in her conviction. This also reminds me of Muhammad Ali. Now, if you remember, in his prime, in his heyday, you know, when he was supposed to be heavyweight champion of the world, he lost three years of his prime because of the Vietnam War. Now, of course, the U.S. government said, hey, you have to go and fight in the Vietnam War. And it was like, I don't have any problem with the people in Vietnam. What did they do to me? I'm not going to fight. And, of course, he ran his battle through the legal system in the United States, missed three years of his prime, lost his heavyweight title. But because he believed in that conviction and he knew that, hey, what I'm doing is right. What I'm doing is going to set a precedent for all of the people that are coming behind me. Guess what? He stuck to it. He didn't say because it's my prime. He didn't say because I'm losing money. He didn't say because I'm getting older. Uh, then I'm going to put this aside and then I'm just going to go and box. Same thing with Hada Hegerberg. She didn't say that, oh, because I'm going to be losing money, I'm going to lose attention. Obviously, 2019, she wasn't the best player in the world. I think that title went to Martha. She didn't say that. She didn't say, oh, because of lack of attention, lack of money and things like that, okay, maybe I'm going to put this by the side and then I'm going to, even till today, she has not returned to the Norwegian national team. Guys, you have to believe in your conviction. What is it that you believe about your sport? What is it that you hold there to your heart in your sport? Is it the reason that you play? Is it the reason for continuing to play? Is it the reason you started to play? Whatever conviction it is, guys, you have to believe in that conviction and you have to hold that conviction there. You have to hold it to your heart. Don't be swayed by what people are saying, by the comments that they're making, by, you know, how they perceive your fight to be. You see, you are the only one in that fight. And as long as you are in the fight for something that you believe in, then, of course, you have to stay the course. So don't listen to anybody. And that's one reason why I respect her. You know, she didn't say, I'm the current world player of the year. I'm the current Ballon d'Or title holder. She didn't say any of that. She said, look, this is a fight I believe in. This is something that, you know, I want to challenge and I want to see change. Until it is changed, then, of course, I'm not going to play for the national team. Doesn't matter what I'm offered. Of course, she plays for Lyon and, of course, she's doing well. And, of course, as it relates to that, Lyon is a club that has found that balance between the male and the female team and ensuring that they get as much attention as they can they use the same stadium use the same facilities you know and things that are and that is the kind of thing that she was fighting for guys believe in your convictions believe in your convictions that thing that you believe in hold it there and continue to believe in it of course uh, john murray olas who is the president of leon the female team says ada has a physical and mental strength above the norm she's on her way to being the best player in the world of course she has achieved that feat but in terms of being recognized as a global superstar, that is usually the difference between many of all these artists. And of course, on a final note, Ada herself says, I've been working on the small details since I was very young. I think that what takes you a long way is hard work and commitment. Doing your best every day 
working on the little things and i think my own season so far is as a result of that so that's recently and a further attestment to the fact that you should focus on the little things so you see those things that you believe are not important and of course you remember the episode that we did with alan stein jr when we brought him on that was something we talked about as well you see the basics all these great guys kobe Bryant, all these people you see once they can focus on the basics once they stuck to the basics then they were fine there was nothing else they needed to worry about three lessons from ada hegerberg extra training sessions always pay off you must love training and believe in your convictions believe in your convictions at least you guys episode 427 head over to the website alimash.com so many other free resources for you there so that you can improve your chances of succeeding in your sports and of course in improving those chances you're doing things the right way you see so many free resources that will help you on this part if you haven't subscribed to the podcast please do so and also leave us a rating and review what your rating and review does is that it helps us understand what you're enjoying about the podcast it gives us feedback and of course it helps other athletes know that there's a resource they can use as they continue to chase their goals in sports without resources like this many young athletes will continue to feel stuck if you don't want to leave that recent review head over to alimaestro.com forward slash subscribe alimaestro.com forward slash subscribe where you leave where you learn how to leave that rating and review and of course if you have any questions send me email tola at athletemaestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing is not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do want you to go out there learn all the lessons you can from ada hegerberg Squad there, and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.